everyone and welcome back. I've been MIA this past week because I have been on vacation in Portugal with my best friend, but now I am back and ready to dive even further into this podcast and I just wanted to give you guys a short life update, especially since if you've listened to the first episode, you know a little bit of my backstory and you might be mildly interested in what I've been up to. Anyways, it's been really weird just the whole process of preparing for and going on vacation from what honestly seems like nothing. Because it's not like I have a job, any major responsibilities, or school, and I feel kind of guilty for wanting to escape everything, but this was something I had been saving up for like crazy when I was working, and it's something that I earned and I deserve. So last year my best friend and I went to just one day of the Primavera Sound Festival in Porto, Portugal, and it was epic. So we decided we wanted to do all four days this year. I was obviously so just always thinking about it whenever I'd have a hard day at work or just like a shitty day of life. I was like, Kira, you're doing this, you're preparing you are saving up so that you can go to this and have that full experience. Honestly, watching live music is one of the few things that guarantees me feeling alive and getting to spend four straight days doing that until the wee hours of the night made me feel like such a human person for the first time in a really long time. From the start this trip was kind of messy right before we were about to leave we got a call from booking.com and they told us that there was a change in property owner and we had to find a new place ASAP and this was four days before we were supposed to arrive and keep in mind this is right before a colossal festival and during peak tourism season. Anyways, my friend and her dad, who's a lawyer, had to fight on the phone with the Booking.com representative, and after working in some sort of customer service, I know just how awful I'm sure that was on both ends, but we were able to get our money back, and we were able to find a new place, and even though this place was pretty nice and in a great location, this new place had no air conditioning. So every morning I woke up like damp, a little stinky, and definitely irritated. But I was damp, stinky, and irritated in Portugal, baby! When I arrived, I was an absolute mess. Two weeks beforehand, I had visited the office of a pretty cool news organization after two rounds of interviews. I wrote back to the interviewers and told them that I had a great time and that I was really interested in the position and they told me that they would circle back with me soon. And they never circled back. Finally, I found out I didn't get the job by looking up the position on LinkedIn and seeing another girl had just updated her page to say that she had accepted the job. 
I cried and cried and cried some more and yelled and screamed and just was a hot mess. But hey, at least I was a hot mess in Portugal. I feel really stupid and I feel really naive because getting three interviews, no matter how good they went, doesn't guarantee that you'll get the job. But I really just wish they would have told me instead of ghosting because I am terrible with ghosting. Me personally, I do not give a shit about sending as many messages as I need to whenever I need to to get whatever point I need to get across across because some of y'all are terrible texters and by some of y'all, I mean most of y'all. The whole arbitrary rules that my generation has set for themselves on waiting a certain amount of time before texting someone you like back is just so stupid and they suck and I will never abide by them. I will just text first and I will double text and I will triple text and I will quadruple text and I will be annoying but that also means I get shit done and I can figure out whatever's going on pretty easily. So there are some perks. The day I found out about not getting this job, my best friend and I were so sore off the plane that we decided to get massages at this place pretty close to our apartment and we had booked it in advance because we both wanted to do it and we are not dating. We are both into men, but we ended up booking the romantic massage because we wanted to go at the same time and it was an experience, y'all. So before the massage, we had to undress in this tiny dark bathroom and wrap ourselves in towels. And we walk into the room where we actually go and get the massage. And there are two mats literally directly next to each other. So we're lying semi-nude right by each other. It's already weird and uncomfortable. And there are two different masseuses that work there. There was this tattooed lady and this really jacked kind of strange bald guy. Like he very much resembled a supervillain and or Tony Vlachos on Survivor if you guys have seen it. Look him up, you'll understand. Anyways, so at first I had the tattooed lady and she was chill, it was good. Uh, but then halfway through, they switched and I had the bald guy. I guess they had to bring in the big guns because my body was super tense. And I don't know if it was because I flat out did not trust a super jacked, strange, bald man to touch my mostly nude body. Or if it was just that I was still so preoccupied with thoughts about this job that I interviewed for and didn't get. But my body was so tense. After the massage, this guy tells me in semi-broken English that the reason I was in such a state of physical tension was because I was carrying the weight of so much in my mind. And that tension I held in my brain resonated to being this full body thing. And he captured a feeling that I hadn't been able to articulate in a while. And I also was thinking, stranger, danger, stranger, danger. Why does he know this about me? And I just started crying. And he then decides that the best thing to do is to go for this uncomfortably long hug. My body is covered in oil. And 
I am hugging this strange, large, bald man and crying. But it was such a good experience that I went back about a week later and the tattoo lady helped work out my knots and she did cupping, which is when you put those little hot air cups on your back and they leave the circles like Michael Phelps in the Olympics and it was pretty awesome. Travel also always makes me way more conscious of my body. Not only am I now subsisting on essentially bread, cheese, and prosciutto, but I had planned out all of my festival outfits to photograph, dance, and fit into. And I ended up actually only getting to wear one of them because the first two days of the festival, there was a torrential downpour. And if you've been at a festival during the rain, you understand the absolute dedication it takes for you to wait for your favorite artists when it's wet and it was dark and a little cold and there were a lot of smells happening and you were just running in these muddy fields but those first two nights were honestly probably my favorites and they had some of the artists that were so amazing that it made waiting in the pouring rain worth it like Kendrick Lamar, Japanese Breakfast always and Rosalia who ended up being my favorite act of the festival. two days it wasn't raining as much and the last day of the festival was right before we were about to take our flight home and we ended our night at 3 15 a.m after dancing and moshing to drain gang which is this swedish rap group for people who don't know and there were just a lot of like 19 year old boys who didn't know what deodorant was and just people dancing, running into each other, jumping, shouting. I was dead. By the time I got my emotional support mac and cheese, caught the Uber, finished my packing, and did my skincare routine, it was 5 a.m. And I am such a nervous traveler. I need to be at least two hours early for every flight. The flight was at 11 a.m., meaning I had to be out of the apartment at 9 a.m., meaning that I was going to set my alarm for 8 a.m. So running on three hours of sleep, a swig of Diet Coke, and a prayer, I made it back to the first flight with plenty of time to spare, and I was so ready to be home, even though I had just had this amazing trip. So my first flight was from Porto to London, and that went pretty well. And my second and final flight, my connecting flight from London to DC, started off pretty smoothly. We got through airport security and had a pretty substantial layover. And as I was waiting for some more emotional support mac and cheese, I got a text from my best friend that was super frantic telling me we were at the wrong gate. So we had to go rush over to our correct gate and board our flight. And then we got on the flight after this like flurry of rushing and making sure I'm at my gate and pulling out my boarding pass and all of that. We sit on the plane and we sit and sit and there is 
nothing and I can't fall asleep on a flight until I'm in the air. The flight took about an hour and 30 minutes extra than planned so I was just awake in a state of like a stupor and my seat was in row 42 meaning I was at the very 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 back of the plane so I couldn't really see anything and it was just awful but we took off I was able to get back home and now I am back home I pretty much slept all of yesterday aka Monday the day that I was back and now I'm just ready to start getting back into this even more this all off. Usually when I travel, I really want to go all out on social media and I really wanted to make some content for the podcast account and honestly, I'm kind of disappointed in myself because I didn't take a ton of pictures of myself or even just other things and I actually forgot my phone on two separate occasions, which if you guys knew me six months ago would sound ludicrous. I spent so much time on social media just posting, commenting, direct messaging, doom scrolling etc etc so uh, travel tip if you want to be on your phone less while you're on vacation you should go through a traumatic breakup and firing that happens over 500 miles away from any support system you have in a city where you barely know anyone and then decide to delete every single social media app off your phone because you don't want to perceive or be perceived by anyone because you're so miserable and you have stress acne and then you have tension in your back and your shoulders that a weird bald jack masseuse can sense without knowing you that makes you you start crying. Anyways, see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye! Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Failing Down the Rabbit Hole. All episodes are written, recorded, and produced by yours truly. The theme music is produced by Jabari Butler, and the cover art is illustrated by Ariana Vilches. If you liked this week's episode and want to further the pod, subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode with your friends. XOXO, Kira.